today on CityCast Denver. The Mercury Cafe is Marilyn McGinnity. She opened the restaurant and multiple venue space on Halloween in 1990, and up until June of this year, ran every aspect of its daily operations, from cooking meals to booking bands. Because of her, the Mercury Cafe has always been a crossroads where you'll find tables full of politicians sitting next to punks and teachers sharing drinks with activists. By running the business according to her own unique values, she created a space for far-out ideas. Everywhere you look inside the Mercury Cafe, you'll see signs for radical political meetups and pleas for world peace. So when I heard Marilyn was putting it up for sale earlier this year, I was worried. How could anyone but Marilyn be in charge of this magical respite in the middle of a changing five points? And how could Denver be the same without the Merc just the way it is? Today is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. The man you hear struggling to open the Mercury Cafe's front door is one of the new owners, Danny Newman, who is building something of a reputation for saving old Denver institutions like the Merc. He and his business partners bought My Brother's Bar in 2016. They were also in talks to buy Casa Bonita earlier this year before the South Park dude swooped in. And as of June 22nd, Danny and his partners are the new owners of the Mercury Cafe. Can you just give sort of a brief bio? Who who are you? <laughs> if, if people don't know who you yeah, are. Yeah, uh, I, I like to say I was conceived and raised in uh, in Denver. Um, uh, uh, I was born in California, but you know, gestated uh, gestated here in uh, and uh, in, in Denver. This is way too much information. My parents are gonna not 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 uh, enjoy but these I details. But I know, like people yeah. that grew up here, do yeah. that very like. Oh, I yeah. just want you to know. I have to let you know. I was not yeah. Yeah. actually born here. <laughs> my parents are. Uh, my parents met at, uh, in high school here in Denver. They're from here. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> where'd you go to high school? I went to Denver School of the Arts uh, for oh. middle middle and high school. Um, so when it was still over here in this neighborhood over at Colin Manuel. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I actually, uh, we, we, you know, my sixth grade uh, creative writing, poetry reading, right here on the uh, Jungle Room stage. All of the, you know, uh, DSA jazz band played here constantly. So we were here all the time growing yeah. up, like, especially in middle and high school. Like I was here all the time for, you know, because of all of that uh, uh, creativeness. You know, in my head, it was a clear path into kind of the tech and uh, startup world. Um, so was doing a lot of like early, you know, website uh, development and, and startup stuff, which was really fun, you know, kind of in that era, especially late 90s, early yeah, 2000s. Late 90s, like, early I mean, that was, that was the that was the time and have continued to do that, you know, uh, as my quote unquote day job. So we uh, Austin, uh, my longtime business partner, and I have done a series of tech startup primarily in the mobile uh mobile phone space um and in 2016 we were lucky enough to sell one of our companies uh which allowed us to buy my brother's bar um so you know kind of all these all these kind of things fell fell into place there so that's part of like you're taking on this kind of big project 
it's not just a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's an institution. That is for sure. Maryland's sort of the nucleus of this thing. Books the shows, The you know, creates menus, order, does all. I mean, it's like a restaurant and a venue and a person has been doing with obviously with a lot of support, but she's kind of the person at the heart of this. Why did you want to take this on? That's a really good description of of everything that she's created. So Marilyn, yeah, she created, uh, you know, it's focused on local and organic food. Originally is kind of how it, she she got her start, um, moved into, you know, kind of the, the venue and, and uh, uh, music side of things and has just made a epicenter of creative culture in town uh, for the past, you know, 45 years. Uh, and uh, was definitely not on my radar i didn't even know that this was a transaction like that she would like i didn't know it was a thing that she was going to be putting for sale like right. you know i didn't i think ha- a lot of people were surprised yeah, yeah um and it sounds like she had had some conversations even prior to covid that uh you know that she was interested and in. i mean she she knows and she is uh uh getting older and didn't you know doesn't have the energy and and uh and uh, every anything anymore um so it was definitely a sudden and unknown thing for you know for us like we we saw it pop up and we just knew that we like this for sure would have gotten bulldozed like i mean it just it's so like and amazingly marilyn went for um us over some developers that were they they just straight up said they were going to uh tear it down yeah with with a lot more money so right. i mean it's awesome that she was in a position to uh find and like wait it wait it out and make sure that it was a it was a, a group that could could do it but going back to your original question marilyn has been doing all of it by herself like i mean yeah. she of course has an amazing team like but she you know she does the booking she does the menus she does the uh you know she opens and closes like i mean she is is and has been the one and only yeah i mean and what's crazy is marilyn does most of it over the phone too over the phone you have to call on paper yeah Yeah. so so, uh you know she refuses to look at at screens and so all the email inquiries and stuff get printed out uh she responds to them in uh in in her handwriting and then uh you know somebody on staff goes and responds to those emails and uh mostly asks for them to 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 call so uh you know these are all the historical things and we're definitely not going to uh we're not adding screens we're not adding tvs Obviously, not yeah. doing any of that craziness, but we are going to modernize some of the uh, the back end systems, systems to uh, yeah to make a nice universal calendar for ourselves, so we can like quickly, no matter where we are, be able to look up and see, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, is this night booked? Can we book something? You know, who's here? All that kind of stuff. Do you? So th- I think that's probably the biggest concern for long, long running folks who have come here for a long time. What is going to change? There's a lot of yeah, we nervousness are around that. For sure. And, uh, you know, I, I completely understand and rightfully so. Like, you know, anytime, anytime things are different or new, uh, there may be some change. You know, our plan is to change as little as, as possible. You know, on the back end, we're going to be doing some stuff. So 
um, I guess we can now announce uh, we take credit cards. Um, Which so, was, used yeah. to be cash only yep. or checks. Yep. So cash and checks uh, up until last week um, when we started taking credit cards and have great response to that so far. But, you know, that those are those are like the tiny things that make a big difference, but they're like tiny little changes. No one should really notice, like they're not going to really, you know, see any of that kind of stuff. But as far as everything else, um, the, the, the plan and, and mission is to, to continue uh, down this path that Maryland's created. Yeah. And, I, Mar- and Maryland's definitely going to still be here constantly. Yeah. So like, <laughs> She'll actually get to maybe enjoy herself a little bit more yes. because she's not doing all that back end stuff. That she, you was guys supposed are doing. To, she was supposed to go on a vacation last week. Right. She lasted for one night. <laughs> she, she, uh, <laughs> she came back. Um, she was just going up to the mountains for some, for some camping and, uh, and uh, we still were able to, you know, keep, keep her, uh, keep her at least a little bit away so she could uh, relax a little bit post, uh, yeah. you know, official transition. Yeah. Cause this is a big transition. I mean, before, so this space opened October 31st, 1990. Mm-hmm. She had a space before that, I think in Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, decades and decades of work. And I think what's so interesting about it is it, it's more than just a place. It's so, it sounds cliche, but it is more than just a place. Mm, absolutely. It's yeah. the people that come here, the people that feel at home here. Like the, th- to me, it's been a big place of learning, you know, just like learning about political things, yeah. learning yeah. about, you know, even how the city works just through the work that Marilyn has done to do things like put windmills on her building. Yep. You know, yeah, change change regulations to to allow that, and and uh, I mean, had to have been one of the first businesses to add solar. Uh, yeah, you know, almost thirty years ago. So, like, you know, soon after she uh, she moved into this building, it's wild. And so, the neighborhood around it is changing, like mm-hmm. many neighborhoods. Do you have any concerns or thoughts about that as you step into this? Yeah, it's definitely top of mind in in a few different respects. Like it's it's uh it's interesting. So we've got a combination of Colorado uh, Coalition for the Homeless buildings going up and luxury apartments. Um, and so the intersection of that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, like parking lots, I'm totally cool with them becoming becoming new buildings. Like I think that's a great way to do stuff as long as you know cool old stuff's not getting torn down. Um, but you know if we get if we get a fancy apartment across the street and we're still doing you know crazy loud shows here, like it's that's I'm I'm concerned. You sure. know that's one of those things that's it's it seems silly that a you know a long running venue that has had nothing around it has for nothing a long in, yeah, time may now have noise complaints from neighbors. Right. Like that's a you know that's something we have to. Think think about and plan for but you know we're going to be as raucous as we possibly can as those things are going up and as people are going and touring them so they know what they're getting into but uh yeah i mean this literally was a an island of, of nothingness around for a long time 10 years ago yeah. l- less than 10 years ago even it was yeah. parking lot behind it parking yeah. lot to the east or to the west of it you know what i mean it's like yeah. and then the the businesses that have opened up caddy corner yeah i think a lot of that was just boarded up yeah it was actually uh yeah it was a it was a it was a garage it was or a something? rich dude's uh porsche collection yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is That's such a caller to- touch such a crazy story too <laughs> like oh yeah. that abandoned warehouse was actually just where some guy was hiding his or yeah. was was storing his porsches yeah. Yeah. you know and this was and then the, and then there was the mercury cafe right yeah yeah and yeah. that was it yeah so yeah, it just it's such a huge um, legacy to yes. be taking on. And but yeah, I, it's clear from the work that you're doing with Marilyn that that is something that you've considered because you didn't just buy a business. Right. Absolutely. And and uh, you know, like I said, uh, we th- this was a 
not something we were planning on. Like we weren't thinking that, you know, post COVID, not that we're post COVID by any means, but uh, not that we thought post lockdown from last year, that this was uh, something that we were going to be jumping into, but it's, it's, and it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's overwhelming. It's a lot, um, you know, uh, with everything else that, you know, I and we all have going on. Uh, but, we know and knew that the that there's you know we couldn't lose you know yet another place and especially this place like i mean there's there's a few other yet another places that are you know it totally sucks but like this i can't really think of anything that's more culturally and creatively and artistically still here yeah that could you know kind of even match this and and that's because all of these other places have been you know, priced out, shut down, torn down, uh, whatever it is. And, and, uh, you know, like, not that this is a DIY space, but like, it is very close. And, you know, it's kind of the legal-ish, it's the legal version of it. And definitely can't like, you know, let that, let, let that uh, disappear. And I think that's a great point. It's, to me, it's very much a DIY space in the sense that um, you just have to call and talk to Marilyn and if she's into the thing that you're doing, she'll let, she'll book you. Yeah, you yeah. don't have, there's not some big deposit you have to make if you're doing a show or like you don't have to guarantee ticket sales. You could be putting on your first play ever and it's yeah. going to be here. And that's not a lot of venues will take that chance on totally. you. Yeah. And she, like I started, I co-founded a music festival that started out of Rhinoceropolis. We did many years at the Mercury Cafe um, in the upstairs and she really worked with us yeah. having zero budget yeah. and just, and also it's accessible. Um, it has an elevator, like things that are really basic needs for yeah. us. Um, it has working restrooms, yeah. like just things that seem on the surface really basic to a lot of people. But if you're putting on events for the first time, you might not have all those amenities. Absolutely. Yeah. And Marilyn takes a chance on you. Absolutely. And we, we are absolutely continuing down, down that path. You know, we do have a mortgage now, which Marilyn didn't have. Um, so sure. there's a little, you know, so here and there, we're going to have to do, do some events that maybe not are, you know, maybe, I don't know. They, they may be a little know. bit yeah. out, of, out, out of bounds. Maybe we don't know. Um, but we are, a hundred percent going to continue those, those amazing. Yeah. I mean, and that is what this place is. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's important for Denver Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. for our identity a little bit too. So many cool people and things have come out of here. And I just think about we're in high school. Think about kids in high school now. Like there's not a ton of all ages spaces where kids can come and hang out. So you got a poetry reading, you got a live open mic. You can come down here. It's not in a bar. Yeah. Yep. And it's so cool to see that exact same, like there's, there are people our age and older yeah. still coming to the dance nights and there are absolutely still those kids like middle and high school kids that come into the, uh, coming to the dance classes and dancing. And it's, it's awesome to see that that's still alive and kicking. Well, thank you so much, Danny. Absolutely. Thank you. This is so cool. I've, I had faith in you obviously oh, in this, you. but <laughs> talking to you and understanding like. This is not an easy process. It is not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you it didn't is. just buy a building. No, definitely not just a building, not just a restaurant. Like yeah. It is, it is It is. all of the things. It's an, and it's an ethos and like yeah. a, a lot of expectation from the community and not everybody would take that on. So awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you guys. And here's what else is going on in Denver today. 
On the unemployment front, as of September 4th, more than 87,000 out-of-work Coloradans will lose all pandemic relief benefits. According to the Colorado Sun, that includes pandemic unemployment assistance, which for the first time offered unemployment benefits for gig workers and self-employed people. Last week, President Biden urged states with high unemployment rates like Colorado to utilize federal aid to continue these benefits. But so far, state leaders have not announced anything. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Fingers crossed for people. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed people continue. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to say that. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs>